Hello, believers, and happy new year. So before we get into episode six of this season, I feel like I have some explaining to do. You know, like I love Lucy. Lucy, you got some explaining to do. So I had my mind all set to do this capsule season. I was like, these 10 episodes, they are done. They're recorded. I was going to release them. And then as I released the first four, I realized I said, wow, like I still have a lot to say. And by releasing all the episodes and saying, boom, that's the end of the season and kind of like moving on, it kind of negates any sort of opportunity to be able to cultivate the relationship with you, to be able to share things that I've created for you because everything is pre-recorded and in the can. And so I will apologize. That's what I'm going to do. I apologize for being presumptive and not thinking this all the way through. It sounded like a really good idea in theory, but in truth, I still have a lot more to say to you. (laughs) So you are going to get a full season. So yeah, the first 10 episodes are going to roll out as every week, you know, like normal. And then you are going to get a second half of the season. So you'll probably get another 10 or 12 episodes that I have to create and make time for in terms of rolling out that content. So congratulations, you get a full season. I'm sorry, I didn't think it through, but it benefits you uh, in the long run. In the meantime, as I have started this year, happy 2019, I have really, really been laser focused and dialed in on consistency. I have such a testimony about consistency. Actually, that'll probably be like episode mm, 11. Or I could sneak it in and make it episode seven. It depends. But the point is, I have really been dialed in on consistency because I realized that consistency pays dividends. And truth be told, so many of you, you have so many ideas, you've been working on things, but you just haven't pulled the trigger. You haven't executed or you've procrastinated or you were fearful. Whatever your reasons were, I want you to get in action in 2019. And it's easy to get in action, but it's hard to stay in action. That's where consistency comes in. So I have created, drum roll please, a free guide for you to be able to create consistency in 2019. So go to readytobelieve.com, scroll down and download your free guide on creating consistency. Now, having said that, I introduce to you Episode six, Unmovable. This is a bomb episode. You're going to love it. I can't wait to hear your takeaways at Dr. Shante Says on Twitter, on Instagram. Also, you can also find my guide on creating consistency on all of my social media. So if you haven't seen it, if you want it, it's free. It's for you. Go get it. Go get your blessing. Here is episode six of this podcast. Believers, this is Dr. Shantae, and this is Believing Bigger Podcast, the podcast that helps entrepreneurs and people who want to create impact in the world find the tools, the confidence, and most importantly, the faith to believe bigger in their dreams. Welcome to episode six, season six of the podcast. And today we are going to be talking about being unmovable. Our guiding scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50 through 58. And it says this, I tell you this brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. 
We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible body must put on the incorruptible, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the corruptible puts on the incorruptible, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Believers, this season is all about victory and this episode is no exception. So I know that was a lot for me to read. And so trust me, I'm going to break it all down. And so today on episode six, Unmovable, we are going to be talking about ashes to ashes, immortality and fighting from victory. You know, I say that all the time that we're not fighting for victory, that we're fighting from victory. And so I'm finally going to break that down in this episode beginning with ashes to ashes. So verse 50 says this. So Paul is writing this book and he's writing this book to the church in Corinth and he's talking about death. Okay. So the mysteries of death and immortality and all of that. And I know we don't want to think about that, but trust me, how it ends is so important for how we live. Okay. So, or what happens when we die has so much power and influence on how we live. And you will be able to understand that by the end of this episode. So let's start with ashes to ashes. So verse 50, Paul says, I tell you this brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. So as believers, we need to begin with the end in mind. Stephen Covey popularized this phrase in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And it simply means to start at the end and work backwards. It means to reverse engineer the attainment or completion of a goal. And what Paul is saying here is that we need to understand that life as we know it is temporary. He is saying that our physical bodies, such as they are now, are not suited for the kingdom of God. If I could take a real world example, astronauts, they don't fly into space in their street clothes. Okay. Like any movie you've ever seen or anything that you know, or have read about the space program, you can't just fly up into that atmosphere in your regular street clothes. They have space suits and there's a reason for that. So allow me this nerd moment. Okay. Spacesuits help astronauts in several ways. Spacewalking astronauts face a wide variety of temperatures. In Earth's orbit, conditions can be as cold as minus 250 degrees Fahrenheit. I promise I will never complain about living in Chicago. In the sunlight, they can be as hot as 250 degrees. So for those of you living in Florida, you can't complain either. A spacesuit protects astronauts from those extreme temperatures. Additionally, spacesuits supply astronauts with oxygen to breathe while they are in the vacuum of space. They contain water to drink during spacewalks. They protect astronauts from being injured from the impacts of small bits of 
space dust. And so all of that technical nerdy stuff is just my example to show you that when you are going to another atmosphere, you cannot go in your regular everyday body. You can't go in your regular everyday clothes because your body such as it is cannot withstand the demands of that atmosphere. So they need an exterior that will allow them to move and thrive in their new environment. Likewise, Paul is saying that this physical body that we have is only suitable for our time here on earth. So for those of you that are complaining about your body and you don't like your love handles and all this, that, and the third, don't worry, you're going to get a new one when it's at the end. Okay, you're going to you're going to re up. Okay, which brings us to immortality. So verse 53 says for this corruptible body must put on the incorruptible and this mortal body must put on immortality. So when Christ returns, every believer, whether living or dead, will receive an upgrade, a new body that will live forever. There is a transformation that is going to take place and it will be instantaneous. The Bible says in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, we will all be changed. And that transformation will be the fulfillment of Jesus's victory over death. That's why verses 54 and 55 says when this corruptible puts on incorruptible. So when this old raggedy body that we have that gets sick and cold and all of that and the mortal puts on immortality, meaning we have a date with death, but through Jesus sacrifice and his resurrection, he conquered death for us. Then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Whose victory? Jesus's victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, grave, where is your sting? Death is the great equalizer, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how rich you are. I mean, we just lost Stan Lee for Pete's sake. And you still, you know, here it is, the honorary prince mentioned in the, in the podcast. We lost prince for heaven's sake. So I mean, come on, you know, death is the great equalizer. It doesn't matter, you know, rich, old, young, poor, slim, thin, heavy set. It doesn't matter. We are all headed in the same direction. It is just a matter of time. And I know we don't like to talk about death. We, we, it's just such a sobering reality for so many of us, but that is where Jesus comes in. Verse 56 says, the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. What is he talking about? If you head over to Romans 6.23, it says the wages of sin is what? Death. But the gift of God is eternal life. But let's just deal with that A part for a minute. The wages of sin is death. In other words, sin comes at a very high cost. What is the cost? Death spiritual death, eternal separation from God. Cause I know some of you are thinking, Oh, I didn't sin plenty of times and I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know physically, but the wages of sin is spiritual death, spiritual death, meaning eternal separation from God, which is the worst thing that could ever happen to you. So let's deal with the B part of that verse. It says, but the gift of God is eternal life through who? 
Jesus Christ, our Lord. Verse 57, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So let me break this down. Here's what all of this means. What it means is we deserve death. Okay. So this is where we get into the fighting from victory part. Okay. We deserve death because we are so ratchet and so disobedient and so prideful and so stubborn and so weak and so trifling and so full of excuses. We do not deserve to spend eternity in heaven with God, where the streets are paved with gold, where there are many mansions, where there are no tears, no sorrow, no suffering, because we are so inept (laughs) as human beings, we don't deserve to go to heaven and spend the rest of eternity with God. Do you know what eternity means? It means when we've been there a million years, we are going to be there a million more because that's what immortality is. You never die. That's why when Christians, when believers leave this earth, when they make their transition, that's why we call it a transition because you have transitioned from what we believe life to death, but really you've gone from death to life. You've become gone from the walking dead to everlasting life. And so when we say, I'll see you on the other side, this is exactly what we're talking about. So because of our sin and our weakness, we don't deserve heaven, but God loved us so much. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. In other words, because you accepted Jesus, because you love him, he loved you so much that he gave his son to make sure that when you die, you don't stay dead. That when you die, you get to live again in heaven with him. That's what John three sixteen means, that everlasting life. So he created a way to reconcile our debt. You know, back in the old days, in the Old Testament, and you know, I do love it, but it was some messy business. You know, you couldn't pay me to be a priest back in those days. I mean, they were slaughtering animals night and day, atoning for people's sins. I mean, you know, that group, um, PETA, like the protection and of, of like animals and things like that. They would have had a field day with the priests because they was killing animals left and right, trying to, you know, get people right, trying to atone for sins because that is the cost. Okay. So when I say sin comes at a very high cost, the cost is death and what atones for it, a blood sacrifice. We ran out of animals. God said, this is not a sustainable situation. You know, I've done the math. I've calculated it. We can't keep this up. So I'm going to send one sacrifice, one supreme sacrifice once and for all, whose blood will wash away the sins of the entire world. We deserve death, but Thanks be to God who has given us the victory over death through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So for most of us, death is the worst thing that could ever happen. For most of us, death is so final and it's so permanent and it's so painful. That's what the Bible means when it says the sting of death, that pain that you feel, that very real pain pain, that kick in the gut that sends you reeling when someone that you love deeply transitions from this earth. That's the sting because it just feels so 
final and it just feels so permanent. But through Jesus's sacrifice on the cross, through his resurrection, we no longer have to fear death. Jesus exchanged his life for our life. And because he did, now we don't die. We multiply, okay? We don't stay dead. Yeah, we will lose this physical house, but our spiritual house remains intact through Jesus Christ. So that's where verse 58 says, therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. In other words, because for so many of us, death is the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. Jesus has overcome and conquered the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. Therefore, because he has done that, because he has taken the sting out of the worst thing that could happen to you, because he has taken the sting out of eternal separation from God, which trust me, you know, there have been times in your life where you have walked out of fellowship with God, where you and God have not been on good terms. And when you have not been on good terms, you feel it. It is a aching feeling in your spirit because your spirit longs to be reconnected with God. And so magnify that by eternity, meaning when you have been separated with God, when he ain't jacking with you and you ain't rocking with him, multiply that by eternity. That's the worst thing that could happen to you. And Jesus took the sting out of that. He conquered that. And because he did, you now in this life can be steadfast, which means to be resolute and unwavering and stand your ground on the word of God. Because Jesus has taken the sting out of death, you can be unmovable, which means to be uncompromising, unshakable, unbothered by the cares of this world and the problems of this life. It doesn't matter who's in the White House. Why? Because Jesus has conquered the worst thing that could ever happen to you. I know that we look on the news and we look at, at the politics and we look at the corruption and we look at the violence and we look at the injustice and the natural disasters and we look at our pocketbook and money is looking funny and the credit just won't get it. And we start to get a sense of hopelessness. But Paul said, you need to cut that out. Don't you go spiraling down into the pit of despair. Second Corinthians 4 17 says for this light momentary affliction is preparing us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. In other words, what you are experiencing right now is just light work. Go read Matthew 25, where he says in the end times, there will be wars and rumors of wars and nation will rise against nation. And he gives this long list of things that are going to happen. And you know what he has the audacity to say at the end of that, but but see that you are not troubled. These things have to happen in order for me to return. He says, don't sweat it. 
Don't you worry your pretty little head about it. When you see these things happening, just take a deep breath. Know that it has to come. I anticipated this. It's all good. This light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. In other words, what you're going through right now, the hardest of the hard is nothing compared to the eternity in glory that God is preparing through these afflictions. And this is not to minimize or trivialize your suffering because stuff hurts. Okay. There are some real problems in this world, but what Paul is saying is that these problems are nothing. They are light in comparison to what God has prepared for us and glory. And because of that, we can now right now in this life be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding, meaning always abundant in the work of the Lord. This is what I mean when I say we are fighting from victory. We've already won because Jesus won. He conquered the worst thing that could ever happen to you. You don't have to be afraid to speak up and speak out for what's right. You don't have to fear retaliation and backlash. You don't have to live in doubt and uncertainty. God did not send his son into the world so that you could be mediocre. He didn't send his son into the world so you could be aight. He didn't send his son into the world so you could be in doubt and in depression and in the muck and the mire. He removed the obstacles. He removed the barriers, even death, so that you would succeed. Philippians 1 6 says being confident of this that he who began a good work in you will perform it to the completion until the day of Jesus Christ stop doubting stop making excuses stop blaming other people stop comparing yourself to what somebody else is doing why because God has begun something in you and he will see it through to the end therefore be steadfast unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. Keep doing what God called you to do. Begin with the end in mind. You are going to leave here at some point. And when you leave here, you are being promoted. You're on your way up to the top. So just keep going. You're not doing this for nothing. Say yes to God and what he's asking you to do. Allow him to finish what he started. Let your life be a manifestation of what God can do. Despite our shortcomings and our human frailties and the fact that most of us were not born with a silver spoon in our mouths. Why? Because we already have the victory. Amen. Amen. I know that was a mouthful. But listen, I'm just so passionate about that fighting from victory peace. You need to be unmovable. You don't have to waver. You don't have to be worried. You don't have to be bothered. I will admit there was a time in this past, you know, year, 18 months where it seemed like every time I opened up Twitter, there was just some new tweet. And I was like, Oh, fix it. Jesus. Like I can't, like, I can't, like, I'm just tired of, I'm just exhausted. Like I I can't deal with this. And Jesus said, you don't have to deal with it. I've dealt with it. This he number 45 compared to what I had to go through number 45 compared to what you got waiting for you on the other side. You better get your mind right. You better gain some perspective. Okay. 
Get it together. We don't have to worry about these things. We can, because of what Jesus did, be resolute and abounding in the things that God has called us to do. No more excuses. So if you want to talk about this episode, hit me up at Dr. Shante Says on Twitter, on Instagram, but join Believers in Action. You head right on over to readytobelieve.com and there is a set schedule for us to talk about all of these episodes. I can't wait to engage with you and what your takeaways are and just be ready to be unmovable and always abounding in that work. And if you need some help, abounding in that work, then this community is going to be perfect for you. I can't wait to see you over there and I will see you in the next episode.